Peace and welcome back to another episode of ANN and R&B. This is R&B Conversation with a Hip Hop Soul, brought to you by Heritage Hip Hop and HeritageHipHop.com. You can follow ANN and R&B at ANN and R&B on YouTube, also on Instagram at ANNONRNB. Today's episode, we celebrate the life of Jim Brown and talk about music that has inspired us to change and to be stern when it comes to our outtake and look on life. We salute Jim Brown's life, legacy, and talk about where we go from here. Whenever we lose someone of importance, it's important not only to remember what they've done, but to hold that flag up and walk forward with the, following the path that they lead. So without further ado, we ask that you relax, listen to this episode, and I'll be back with the rest of my commentary when this interview is finished. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear me? Bro, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Oh my gosh, I couldn't hear anything. Yo, welcome to AN RB, everybody. This is RB Talk with a Hip Hop Soul. And today we're going to have a special show dedicated to the life of a pioneer. We're going to say rest in peace to Mr. Jim Brown, the OG Jim Brown. Oh, yeah. And before we get into that, First, let us say it's great to see everybody back on ANN RB. We've been off for a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? We had some things going on that was family related, holiday related, life related. But guess yeah. what? We are back and we are here to celebrate not only life, but you and the accomplishments of our greats that have given their lives to the, our cause and our culture. So please hit the like button, comment, subscribe, like, and share. Join us on this great conversation because we're about to put it down. Hit the like button so we can hit that algorithm first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, and get ready and prepared to talk about hip hop or oh, R&B with a hip hop soul. You know what I'm saying? And Nas, how you doing, bro? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Good. Well, that's the R&B talk in here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the hip hop soul. So <laughs> since he's the he's the star of the show, let's put him over there. Oh me? Wow. Oh yeah, and uh, let's let's get down to business, yo. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Nas Romantic again. Like my partner, the Hip Hop Soul, said, we are here to celebrate the life of the late, great Jim Brown. Uh, football hero, movie star, TV star. And what hits me the most is activist. Activist. He's one of those athletes that fought for civil rights. He he fought to stop gang violence um he he's he's my american hero he's definitely my american hero and my thing is like the more things change the more things stay the same because i mean you have other black athletes that have done the same thing but they've been what black ball you know what i mean we got the colin kaepernick situation um He he I don't even think he's been highlighted the way he should be. He wasn't talked about enough. Salute to you, man. He wasn't talked about enough while he was alive. You know what I'm saying? You know, because my thing is like give give a person their accolades while they're still here. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. You don't think Jim Brown was talked about enough? Really? No, no, man. What no. makes you say that? I mean, because uh, how many, how many like 
talk shows or like you know really syndicated shows have you seen him on a couple as of late as of late no he retired yeah. He, yeah. he went back in um to, to, to um he got married mm-hmm. and he fell back and focused on his family after a while okay so yeah yeah the greatest running back ever true indeed yeah. we're gonna talk about all that yeah. but go ahead yo continue I mean, that's really all I got. I mean, that's really, you know, really all I got to say, man. Like, hey. Speak up a little Yo, bit. The, uh, the black exploitation joints was off the hook. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Be the hard way, yo. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Does Jim Brown define for you the reason why we need more men or people in the community and not in the sports arena? Hmm. I mean, he did it both. I don't think he would have got as much attention as he did if he wasn't doing his thing on the field like that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's for anybody. Because when you're great and you stop, when people can't use you to make money anymore, that's when you become a problem in this country. Right. Let me get some more light up in here. I look a little crazy. There we go. Now I'm light-skinned. Look, let me tell you something, yo. Jim Brown retired as the MVP of the National Football League. He had the highest single-player individual honor, and that year he won the MVP, he left. There was only two years his team was not in the in the making for the, the Super Bowl. But right back then, it wasn't the Super Bowl. It was the NFL championship. And the Browns, he played for the Cleveland Browns, and their number one rival was the New York Giants. They were in the 1950s. They were the top teams in the league. This man led the league in rushing for every year of his career except for two years. And he was the MVP of the league. He was is a myth, if not a legend about him, that says when he played football, he never got tackled for loss. He always made his yardage. They said he was one of the strongest, if not the most highly, most highly intelligent black men that ever played the game, especially at that time where black men were only niggas into everybody. He showed and proved everybody wrong. And then on another level, he's also in the lacrosse hall of fame as one of the greatest lacrosse players ever. But since there was no professional lacrosse, he played professional football. So he was basically Bo Jackson before it was a Bo Jackson. He was basically what LeBron is to basketball or Kobe was to basketball. Mm-hmm. Jordan, all of that put together in one man, in football, which is amazing, you know? And all sports get whitewashed. Even today, we see the whitewash in the sports, like Tom Brady being the best. You know he's not. See me if you think he is. But, you know, Gail Sayers is another one. They talk about Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith, but none of them have the legend of Jim Brown. And he retired because he wanted to be more active in the political arena and fight for his people. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why Jim Brown is should be talked about in Black History Month, especially if we're really teaching Black History Month and not the same old caricatures or characters that people portray people to be right. every February. He's somebody that we should really look up to. I mean, Nas, I'm going to keep it real. He's one of my personal heroes of all time. One of my favorite people to see. And you know why? It's not because of how he sacrificed 
And it's not because he um, did things in the community to make the gang stop fighting. It's because he got disrespected so harshly on television. And instead of going back and forth with people, he just led by example. Right. That's what makes him one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Personification is showing proof. Did you see the clip where I think it was Jackie Joyner Kersey basically tried to get loud on him? Or she did. And he was talking about how we should spend our money within our community. And she was saying, well, nobody can tell me where to spend my money. I spend my money when I want to. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I see. I'm not painting her to be a bad person. Yeah. First of all, that was an elder man she was talking to like that on television. And second, it just proved the fact that whenever you stand strong for something, opposition will come in many forms and how you conduct yourself is going to be how people will take to you. And that's one thing about him that I absolutely loved is that no matter how much of a tough guy he was, he showed his humanity even when people tried to pile on him. He showed his humanity and was just like, yo, you can say what you want, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, and it is what it is, but I'm about my people. I'm about my community, especially as a man who lived through a lot of the atrocities of the 60s, 50s, and 40s. When a lot of people were born in the 60s and 70s and tried to argue him down about black pride, which is crazy to me. Definitely, definitely. And I like his philosophy on um, activism, too. What was it? Because um, uh, I looked at the interview he had. Um, he said he really didn't agree with Dr. Martin Luther King's stance on on, um, Not on passive resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, he agreed that if you wanted to affect change, that you had to be active in affecting the change. Right. That you had to take some type of action instead of instead of um, marching, singing, and praying, and, and hoping that uh, that uh, the people that are keeping you down will all of a sudden grow a conscience and stop doing the wrongs that they're doing to you. You had to make them. You had to, you know, make. You had to put. You had to put in actions to make them make that change to stop doing this that the way they're doing it. I agree. First of all, I'm not a big fan of Gandhi because Gandhi was a racist. You know what I'm saying? You know, if y'all ain't know what a kefir is, or whatever they call it, black folks. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you know what that is? Do you know why I don't like Gandhi? Yeah. But the genius of Gandhi was show the world the victimization, mm-hmm. but don't be a punk when it comes to being victimized. You know what I'm saying? Because even in the Bible, Christ told his disciples to carry a sword. You know what I'm saying? And for our people, they made the sword the word with no act, act, nothing else. And used the scriptures where it says, like, God is the one that they were disrespecting. So, like, the vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, let's just get killed and God will just do what we got to do. And I don't think I ever said that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't discredit the um the movement of the nonviolent movement, the civil rights movement, SELC, SNCC, and all of them. I don't, I don't, I don't um I don't the NAACP, I don't discredit any of that. But our culture, unfortunately, in America is derived by people who celebrate the celebrity and not the activists. So for an athlete to become an activist in this country, you're spitting in the eye of the people who want you to be the good in our GGA 
or N-I-G-G-E-R. Look at Muhammad Ali. He went to jail for not going to Vietnam, right? They stripped him of his title. Look at Sam Cooke, how he wanted to fund Martin Luther King in the um, civil rights movement. Maybe even up to him going for president, you see what happened to Sam Cooke. They say a woman shot him, but they found that man with his hands broken, and there was other things going on with his body. Look what happened to Malcolm X. And they have a movie with those four people meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, on Netflix. I, see that. I haven't seen it yet. I, I gotta see it though. You still see it? You no, see it? I haven't seen it yet. It's a great movie, yo. It's 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 a it's like a um a fictional story, yeah. but usually around a non-fiction thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I believe. Um in recent times, look at um Colin Kaepernick, yeah. and he took a knee for injustice and they turned it into an anti-flag thing, which it wasn't. And a person from the military told him how to show respect to the flag. And people still try to make it out to be against the flag. Look at, um, we had a Muslim gentleman in the NBA called Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, formerly known as Chris Jackson. He didn't stand for the national anthem. Instead, he did a prayer. He got kicked out of the NBA. Uh, athletes have been on the front line so much that even the NBA had to change its policies a certain things due to the movements of Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade. And if you notice, Carmelo Anthony's been blackballed at the NBA for his activism, his stance on civil rights yeah. and things. <laughs> so we always have something going on where, unfortunately, in our community, the entertainer is the leader of the community, which is unfortunate and not right because there are people out there that do the job. And it just goes to show you how a person can use their influence to better the world through entertainment and stopping the world from having fun to look at an issue and it's critical to their lives. What you think about that? Yeah, that's true. It's like you said, they're in the forefront. They're in the forefront, so it's easier for them to get their, their word across. It's like the local activists, you're not going to see them on TV as much. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And and like you said, us as a people, we don't highlight them that much. But the athlete, you got people that look up to the athlete. You know what I'm saying? You got people that, you know, that admire admire their, you know, their physical prowess on the field for whatever game they're playing in. And it's encouraging when you see a person like that not forget their community. You know what I'm saying? It's encouraging when you see a person like that not turn a blind eye to what's happening to their people and to see them speak out about it. So I think that's part of the reason why the athlete gets um gets more celebration than the than the average um than, than the average activist. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, I see you out there on the field, you making this money with them, but at the same time you're still fighting for us. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of hope. Give yeah. a little bit of hope that their celebrity could probably affect some type of change because also they have the air of you know the so called higher ups mm -hmm. or the air of those political figures mm -hmm. that could put the policies and change into effect. I'm with you. One of the greatest athletes I know who's known to knock people down is this man right here. What's going on, sir? <laughs> <laughs> What's good? Uh, uh, non violent, non violent, non violent. 
Shout out to Big A joining the show. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here with my brothers, as always. So, uh, well, how did um, is, did Jim Brown influence you, or has anything he did as an athlete turned activist ever influenced you in life? Yes, yes, he influenced me. Um, uh, one of the earlier stars of football that I actually admire, um, simply because of the mindset and the physicality that he demonstrated on the football field. Uh, the physicality that he demonstrated was no matter how hard somebody hit him, no matter um, how long he ran, he always got up slow. And he said it was a psychological thing that he did getting up slow where people wouldn't know if he was hurt or anything. And he said it was games that he was actually hurt. He got up, he got up slow and it was games that he was perfectly fine. He still remembered to always get up slow. And that was a psycho, psycho, psychological way of demonstrating, demonstrating how tough he was physically and mentally on the football field. Um, generally, when a player gets up slow, it's an indication that he's hurt. And he always did that. And off the field, he showed a demonstration of his mindset by not aligning, not only aligning himself with active, active people in the community in his area, but as well as nationally. Um, and as well as a career and even acting where he has several different um, various roles from Mars attacks to any given Sunday, which is two different types of roles. He showed um, different uh, sides to him um, as in I'm going to get you sucker and all these other different roles. But it, it showed the versatility as, as him as a man, but never shying away from standing up for what's right. And that's something that Jim Brown always demonstrated off the football field. Well, let me ask you a question, Mr. Athlete. Is there a certain highlight of Jim Brown that you remember that made you be like, damn, I'm going to be like that when I play football? Uh, there, it's, it, it's, it's actually um, uh, it's called, uh, it's a series on NFL.com, the NFL Network. And it's called um, American Stories. And it was a, they did the actual story about Jim Brown, his career uh, on and off the football field. He was specifically talking about a play. I think he ran 60 yards. Except for the guy came out of nowhere and he said he felt like he got blindsided. And he, he was instantly pissed because he felt like it was an illegal hit. But he had to remember to get up slow. And as bad as he didn't want to get up slow, that he wanted to jump up. He said he had to remember to always get up slow. And he looked around, and he said later on he found out who it was who hit him. But um, that, that, that showed a, a, a lot about his personality because he said he wanted to jump up and, and tee off on the guy. But <laughs> he said, you know what, I, knew, I know better. And it would have hurt. He said he had to think about the long-term effect. It would have hurt the team initially by getting a penalty, and they were trying to win the game. So, you know, he, he did the right thing. And um, he said, you know, that that also proved, you know, to him that he could withstand a lot. He said, physically, if I could, if I could withstand that, um, that's nothing like the racism he he, de he dealt with off the football field. So he said, you know, that's something that he always remembered and carried with him. And that's why he, he told the story doing that that uh, story about himself. All right. Nas, is there anything you heard about Jim Brown when he played football that it, that made you like look at him different with the game? Just the fact that he was the the best of the best. 
Okay. The best of the best, man. Like he was the he was the the, the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. The top. The top. And like I said standard. before, like when you the top guy like that, and then you go out and do your thing, it'll it'll bring more attention to your call because like look at here, this is the best of the best right here. Speaking on what's going on out here in these streets. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, for me. They only played 12 games back then, and this man had over 1,000 yards every season but two. You yes. know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. Because if he played 16 games or 17 games like they do now, he would have mm. probably had over 2,000 yards. Easy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, as far as football, like, I don't know. When I think about sports and athletes of the 1950s and 60s, I always just think about racism. F the field because they was able to take out their aggression on the field to show you how great of people we are. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him, Bill Russell. Shout out to Jackie Robinson, Althea Gibson, tennis player, right there. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens, yeah, who ran in front of Hitler. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think about that. Like, we take a lot of life for granted. Like, Like, today in music, right? We always talk about how the young folks don't. Take, they take for granted that um music is on the radio where well, hip-hop was on the radio at all until nighttime you know what i'm saying right, right, we right, say, right. We say yeah. people take advantage people take for granted that you could get music on the phone but back in the day you had to go actually buy your music ladies and gentlemen you didn't know mm-hmm. but for me i think we take for granted that we could turn on television and see our people playing sports where my i talked to my father and he used to tell me he's from alabama and he told me he does not support certain teams because there were no black athletes on this on the team, mm. and he and, and and like a lot of black folks don't like Boston because they're racist. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do like the Boston Celtics because that was the first team that had a black player on the, in, the, in the league. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yep. So it's like that's why a lot of people don't like the Yankees. I found out. People, I people, it was so that the people don't like the Yankees because they always win and buy their championships. Where actually, a lot of people didn't like the Yankees because of racism that was on the, on the New York Yankees team. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why Ken Griffey Jr. never played on the team when he was a free agent. Side track to go back to the point. Racism has always been in the fabric of our country, even in the entertainment. And like I said, for Jim Brown and other athletes to be like, black men and women have gone to war and come back and still been treated like third and fourth class citizens yeah. to be the, the top of the, or like I said, the pinnacle of entertaining somebody in a stand while they buy a ticket to make people rich. The players who look like us could barely get in the league. So then when they got in the league and they changed the face and the trajectory of the league, they still were treated like trash. Mm-hmm. You're my brother on the field if you're accepted, but then after the game, we want to go out to eat. You have to use the colored entrance, but you can't <laughs> sit with people. The back door. Yeah. Or, or, you know, it was taboo to have you on stage on a show with somebody white. Uh, like Betty White got in trouble for that. You know, remember Betty White, R.P. Betty White? She stood up yeah. for black men and black people, yeah. and they hated her. Yeah. And one of America's most beloved people, Johnny Carson, said he liked baseball and sports when they were all white. And he didn't want people of color in sports. Wow. So to think about what these men, especially like in the NFL and NBA and MLB, what these men went through to be able to play a sport that really didn't even pay much back then because people had second jobs when they when the athletes and went to war and mm-hmm. became soldiers to think about what they went through 
That's we dope. all take for granted the struggle because activism seems to take a back seat in our community. What do y'all think about that? Does activism take a back seat in your community in our community? Uh, hey, are you two go first? Okay. Um no, it doesn't take a back seat. Um what entails shows that it doesn't, it takes a tragedy to show that people support. You'll see the real supporters out after a, a real genuine tragedy. Genuinely tragedies, unfortunately, that happen is usually police violence on, on civilians. Um, unfortunately, it's usually a preference of, of people of color. Um, and, it's, and it's more prevalent now because of technology, people being able to record and document it for others to see. Um, like you said, it, racism is in, in the fabric of the creation of our country here, and these things aren't new. Unfortunately, the technology is, and by of the, the means of technology, it's, it's now in the faces of a lot of the people of the masses who were either ignorant or just didn't care because it wasn't in their backyard. But the support is there. Now, what about you? Yeah, it's there. It's like, but it's like A said, man. Now is the reason it's getting more shine right now is because of the technology. Um, back then, unless you were a major like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, um, your average activist wasn't really getting that much shine. You gotta think about it, like the um the racist media, they ain't want to put them up there. Uh-huh. This guy's fight for black people's rights. We can't have that. We can't have them being equal to us. You know what I'm saying? We can't have them using the same toilets and drinking from the same water fountains as us. So they didn't put that stuff out there. Now we have YouTube. Now mm-hmm. everybody has a camera on their phone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you know now you got you got your Professor Griffs, you got your you know Umar Johnsons. Um, you got things like now you have what? Um, 24 hours a piece. You know what I mean? You got stuff like that now. So I um. If it wasn't getting this shine back then, it's getting this shine now. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't agree with y'all. Because tragedy does bring out the struggle and activism. Uh But there's so much to be activated against that it doesn't really get properly shown. You're right. Explain. Hot whoop somebody ass. Everybody should be out there protesting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I work in education. Critical race theory is one of the biggest topics in the world when it comes to racism and being woke. We don't talk about that enough. No. And there's people out there that's fighting against that. If you don't know about yeah. Mothers for Liberty, the DEI, yeah. what y'all think the January 6th thing was about? I went to, I was on my, one of my jobs. Salute to me for having 100 jobs. And, um... You Jamaican asked me because I told her I was a preschool teacher. She said, You don't teach critical race theory, right? I was like, In preschool? She said, You don't teach critical race theory, do you? I was like, Man, before I get angry, critical race theory is? She's like, Yeah, well, they teach the white guilt. I was like, Okay. What grade is that in? I don't know. I said, That's a college AP class by choice, that's not curriculum. Okay. I said college, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
I said, have you ever read a critical race theory book? She said, no. I said, college, by the way, by choice, AP, yeah. you know, like those above credits. Uh -huh. I said, ma'am, you've never seen anything about critical race theory? She said, no. I said, why the fuck are you asking me about critical race theory if you don't know what the hell you're talking about? And she said, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. But see, everybody has opinions about things, but people aren't really knowing the battle that's going on and the activism that's out there. That's why mm -hmm. I, I, I love Jim Brown and Colin Kaepernick and those people so much is because not only are they putting their lives on the line, they're shining light on the things that we need to actually take notice of because the world is much smaller than we realize and it's getting smaller day by day with the technology and people are fighting to keep the information away from you and that's something else we gotta fight in Florida you can't teach about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, the Ku Klux Klan you can't do any of that stuff and if you do you go to jail and lose your job as a teacher and you lose your teaching license right? Now Florida's trying to do this, Texas is trying to do this South Carolina's trying to do this and Arizona's trying to do this. I think Mississippi and Louisiana may be five and six, I'm not sure. Wow. But People like Jim Brown heard this, and because they were athletes, the response had a red light, green light, whatever on it, a special light, strobe light, spotlight on it, and people <laughs> were able to see it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have a lot of people talking about that activism much at all. So I ask you. Is this the age of information and activism, or is this the age of information without activism, or is this activism without information? What do you think? Hmm. I think it is the age of uh, activism with little action. Because, like I said, you could we can talk about it to death. It's been going on for uh, it's been going on forever. It's been going on since before all of us was born. We could talk about, yeah, the police did this. We could talk about, yeah, redlining this. Um, this man can't get this job because of racism. This this woman's being held back because of racism. But after you talk about it, what's the action? Are you what actions are you taking? Yeah. I don't see too many. Um, I don't see too many people like going out and doing anything about it. I, I don't see too many people um trying to affect policy and change or getting at the people that that can make those changes like like i said we can talk about it all day but all, all the all the marching and the and the kumbaya all this good stuff is, is not gonna do that they don't care about that hmm. they don't care about that you know what i'm saying as long as you ain't taking any action like you're not a threat you know what I'm saying? You have to be a, a, a credible threat to affect some type of change. You know what I mean? Whether you make it whether it's, whether it's the pockets, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's boycotting something or you know, I would say just boycott something because like once you start messing with the money, then that's when they start wanting to listen to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that's damn true. Yeah, so you know, you, you have to you have to we have to first of all stick together in taking action and take action period. This is how a group can sell 
Yeah. You heard that? Yeah. She said about something about selling. And when you sell, that means you give more of yourself and people are willing to take in. Hey, on that on that note, so let me, I, w- I want to answer yeah, I want to answer your question that you posed to Nas. It's the information, but it also is I, I I don't agree with the other parts you put with it. It's more about the information, the age of information, but the age of reaction instead of action. In the past, it was action because it was a more solidarity amongst the community. Right. Now it's more so of a reaction. Now it's like the outcry, the outrage of Tamir Rice getting shot because right. it's on foot. It's it's footage of it. It's not just word of mouth. Right. It's not just hearing about it, but you actually saw it. Right. It's 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 about you know the brother getting um, choked by the cops, but there's video footage of it that you can go watch. Right. Um, Rodney King, the outcore. The right. Why? Because it was a reaction to what everybody's seeing and they put it on the news for the world to see. Right. So it's more since the late 60s, it's become more of a reaction than than an action. Back then, it was more action. It was less technology and more action and more people um, cared enough. To be a part of what they quote unquote called the cause. Right now, with the evolutionary times of technology and quote unquote equality, I say quote unquote because you know, you know, like Kanye West said, racism still alive. They just be concealing it. Like it's it used to be so prevalent in your face, but now because the laws have changed, things and as my mom would always say, time changes doesn't wait for no man and that's what happened time changed and it's a different time now where you get they get some what they would call bucking up against against the uh the grain so to speak so that's why i feel it's more technology and reaction than anything else um now you got people who want to react more and quicker to these things than what it used to be but there's no consistency, and that's where it comes from. You have some community activists that are standing up for the rights of people, as well as the people of color. But then you just you just have some people that are just caught up in a rigmarole of life in general, because we all have lives. Even the people that are viewing this, we all have lives. But it's where you stand. Where's your paradigms? Where you, how you stand in your life? And what is it going to take for you to actually be a part? of quote unquote the the cause right. does something have to happen to you in your backyard for you to step up or are you just willing to step up because it's the right thing to do right. that's the question yeah. that's the real question yeah but what i was saying is like the only reason like i'm taking an example of the Derek chauvin thing like that yeah. was the straw that broke the camel's back the only reason <clears throat> why that man is in jail right now is because they did not want these rights to start in this time in this time, we weren't, we, you know, we smartened up. We wasn't going to tear our stuff up. Mm-hmm. We were going to go up in their towns and start tearing their stuff up. Mm-hmm. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it was it was happening. They didn't yeah. want more of it. Just don't, yeah. don't say that because it, it did happen. They just didn't want more of it. They didn't want to continue to, to cover it on the news, right, but it was right. so prevalent that they had to yeah. because they were, they were going in these areas, like you said, that wasn't in our backyard. We was going in their backyard acting up. 
when I say we, you know, people in general, you know, not just people of color, people in general, people were fed up of yeah. seeing the same stuff over and over again. And people just started, you know, taking to the streets. Yeah. And they got a taste of that and they ain't want no more. So mm -hmm. like I said, you have to take some type of action. You got to take some type of action to affect change. Absolutely. Talk about the action Jim Brown played in movies. Ha -ha. What did him giving up his um, celebrity and going to movies do, you think? That was though. He's one of the first athletes to do that, right? No. Am I correct? No. no. Robeson did it also on stage. But he was the, probably the first that did it at that uh, MVP level in his sport yeah. and then yeah. stop and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was the, the first, one of the first, if not the first, at that level to do it on that level, on that high level too. And and throughout his whole life, like even as his he aged in the latter years, he still continued to act um, until he was, you know, unable to to do so um, for whatever reason, if it was age or health or whatever it was. But he did it for a very, very long time, extensive time. And to answer your question, it it it, it shown a lot of light because a lot of the roles that he had early on were roles that depicted him in a a positive light unlike what a lot of the movies that he that he used to watch when he was younger and i know that because it was something that he was interviewed and he was asked about and he said that's why he he was picky about the roles because he knew the eyes eyes of the youth was going to be on him and he wanted to set an example in the roles that he he um played just like uh oh what was it original gangsters you know when he was a part of the the crew that came back to fight against the, the the big local drug dealer. Like, you know, those type of roles were the roles that he wanted to embody, um, you know, going against the man, quote unquote. And a lot of the earlier movies um, that he played in, he always wanted to have that type of a positive role, regardless of the character that he was playing. The role is was what he felt was more important, the prevalent presence of what he was playing. See, I think it showed that his versatility, man. Like he he wasn't just he wasn't just a football player. He wasn't just a jock. Like he could go out there and, and you know that acting is something you got to really put your mind to. You know he, he showed out there. I'm I'm just not a dude that's up there kicking ass on the field. I could go out there and use my mind. I could I could go out there and get these jobs, get these acting jobs, and you know do my thing on the screen or stage or wherever. You know, I don't just have to stick to football. I don't have to stick to sports. I don't have to stick to entertain you as an athlete. I could entertain you on screen as well. You know, I, I ain't the one trick pony. I could, I could do it all. Let's just show you some part of his um, activism. He had a movie called A Hundred Rifles, but he was hugging the white chick on the screen, and that was taboo back then. Mm -hmm. And if y'all know the story of Jack Johnson, how people tried to kill him for having a white woman. And he made the movie, what was it, Joe Young, about him? Mighty Joe Young. He that had the white yeah. woman. Imagine uh -huh. how they tried to get at uh, Jim Brown for hugging that white chick on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I mean, Jim Brown has so many movies that are iconic. Uh, one of my favorite rappers in the game is Double O, right? Uh -huh. To me, when Double O put his shades on, he reminds me of Jim Brown. Because you know? <laughs> it's that rough exterior of, yeah. of of like I don't take no shit basically uh -huh. that come off and I think Jim Brown is like one of the perfect examples of being stern because mm -hmm. especially in Hollywood where they want every black man to put on a dress to uh -huh. become a comedian to be dainty 
Because as you see, there's more positive imagery of the woman now where black males look like um, Step and Fetch's caricatures or just like comedy. Yeah. He was a very stern actor. You know what I'm saying? And it came across in his parts. We talked about OG. It was the original Gangsters, right? Mm-hmm. Original Gangsters movie. We talk about... Dirty, um, Dozen. Dirty Dozen. He was a part of. He was Dirty in that Dozen. movie. Like I said, no, Riot. Yeah. Uh, he uppercutted the fuck out that alien in Mars Attacks. Yeah. Like I said, uh, any given Sunday as well, because they keep oh, the homage to acting, but it took them right back to football. Yep. Jim Brown personified grit and sternness. And like even when he was like that in the movies, to hear this man went into the hood to talk to Crips and Bloods about making a truce Right. So they could stop killing each other and start fighting for the communities that those gang families were made to protect first. Mm-hmm. Think about how Jim Brown influenced that change. The, the Black Panther Party. Now, Black Panther, everybody. We're not talking Marvel because I'm tired of people saying <laughs> Marvel made Black Panther. So we can forget about <laughs> the Black Panther coming. movement. Yeah. No, you ass. The Black Panther Party's political, <laughs> not a comic book. Get your head out, Chad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Black yeah. Panther Party for Party. self-defense. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. see, even in Memphis, there's a group that we don't even talk about called the Invaders. Mm. We need to do history on them, too. And I'm thinking, like, to me personally, I believe, until somebody tells me wrong, Jim Brown also inspired uh, them through his sternness, through his grit, through his his ability to stand strong against what we call the man back then and, and fight for the community, man. Like, how many people you know put their career on the line and went into movies at the height of their career but stayed on that track until they died? Uh-huh. Come on, yo. That, that's, that's real right there. This man was a voice of a toy in Small Soldiers. <laughs> like, like, this man was working... And I mean, think about it. We had men like Jim Brown. We had Harry Belafonte, who just passed away. Yeah. Like I said, the height of entertainment, who was giving their money and their time and investing in the people, the movement, and the community for something better for their children and generations after. Where right now, people are so much in the gimme, gimme, gimme thing that they forget about anybody else. Remember mm. this? It's logic. As long as it's nobody, that's in my clique. And people mm. took that shit to heart and ran with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean I salute Jim Brown, yo. I mean, listen, man. But Jackie Brown, I'm gonna get you sucker with Fred with the Hammer Williamson Fred, and Isaac Hayes. Man, shot he stepped on his bunion, his toe got this big. Mars <laughs> <laughs> attacks, we uppercut aliens. Mm-hmm. Yo, was Jim Brown in the Black Six, the Black Biker Gang movie? I, seen I don't remember, yo. I'm gonna look I, I, up his IMDb, yo. Y'all talk about Jim Brown when it comes to his movies and how maybe his movies influenced y'all. The Black Six. Man, first thing I saw him in was I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, man. Or... It's like you said, even though it was a comedy, he wasn't no stepping and fetching dude. He was he was one of them like, I'm gonna take the man down. I'm that, I'm that dude. He was a man's man in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, whew, that was him that got shot in the foot, right? That was, I mean, that was him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the parking lot. He yeah, took yeah, that he's... like a G. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
like, yo, man, your foot fuck yeah, yeah. Nah, man, you know my, my damn bunny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it kept it moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was that stern figure, man. Or he was. He was very stern. My yeah. uh, the, the first role I ever seen him in, um, I believe it was the Dirty Dozen when he was young. Well, he's not too long out of the NFL, yeah. and they had him do a scene where he was running and stuff. I was like, "Yo, he still got it!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he was youth. He's in his. He was in good shape. He was young. He was strong. You know what I mean? That 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 was one of the first iconic roles that I remember seeing, and him being the only black guy on the team. You know what I mean? It made a difference because you know he had a presence on on film. You right. know, even though. He didn't have a lot of lines, but his presence, he had a lot of presence in that movie and, and a significant role, a very strong, significant role in, in that movie um, throughout the story. But, um, you know, he always had a very austere demeanor and everything that he was a part of. You know, he had that straight look. It didn't it didn't always look mean. It didn't always look friendly, but it was just that straight stare that that you know that glare he had that glaring look he had directly at you know the camera or wherever direction he was supposed to be staring at he always had that same look you know that don't and, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 like yo you can get not like early i not aliens out for a living like you know what <laughs> I mean so yeah he had that he had that look but he always he always showed versatility in his characters too. Cause even you know, I'm gonna get you sucker, he showed a, a comedic side to him. Right. Even though he really wasn't laughing, he showed a comedic side to him. Right. And then and in Mars Attack, it showed the versatility that he still physically could act and do certain things and have a strong pre presence. That was a threatening. It had a threatening presence in that movie. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he had he was playing a pharaoh, but you know, in, in Vegas, but he had that threat. He had that real tough, he's had that badass type, you know what I mean, vibe that, um, you know, it, it just, it rolled over through the cameras. It rolled yeah. over through the cameras. It rolled over through the cameras. The scene of him fighting all the aliens in, in the parking lot, he's squaring up with the aliens and they, and they all gang on him and he's knocking them, <laughs> knocking their asses out. And at the end of the movie, you know, spoiler alert, he, he's coming out, his clothes is all ripped and he's like, yeah, I had to whoop, yeah, I had to whoop some ass in the parking lot. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it just showed you know the versatile um, roles that he had. You know, you know that's something that he wasn't doing when he was younger. But in the latter of his career, you know, he was a little bit more loose with um, little jokes in here and there. But he still had that toughness that Karev talked about. His my favorite movie um, with Jim Brown, Street the Hard Way. Why? <laughs> Why? Classic. <laughs> If y'all know nothing about Three the Hard Way, watch it and then listen to the song about Bahamadia. <laughs> uh, I knew you had a reason. I knew you had a Hard Way is one of them songs <laughs> that's tough, but Three the Hard Way is one of my favorites. Like I said, his last movie by IMDb is Draft Day, which came out in 2014. You know okay. He was in a bunch of movies, man. Like, And that's football. See? And that was yeah, a football so, movie. I mean, with Kevin the Jersey Turnpikes for all that's the Jersey heads. He was in a movie that represented us. He was like I said, Riot was one of the movies where you know he actually hugged a naked white woman. He was like chest to chest with skin to skin, and that was mm. taboo back in the day. Mm. And who were you to go like you can't hug that white woman? Square up on him like that alien did, get your whole top knocked off. But not to go too far off the topic, y'all. Jim Brown is a legend, and we we respect him, and I thank him for 
going hard for the, the uniting of the culture when it came to talking and coming up with peace summits for the gangs in um, California because gang violence was at an all-time high. To get cussed out on TV by a black woman athlete and still not disrespect her like so many of these um, irrational, emotional niggas, I'm sorry, young men do today. He really showed character. And like I said, at the end of the day, man, character is all that what it counts when it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I like for us to go into what we do on AN and RB. Adiar is going to set the mood, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to talk to us about something that you could wear to set the mood. To let somebody knows when you walk into the room, you ain't playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's time to make a statement. So it's for every young man out there who uh, wants to make a statement, pay attention. And for the ladies out there that want their man to make a statement when he's in her presence. Out of yard. What should a man make to set the mood? Well, what could help set the mood is Midnight Ood. It's right here. You can see it's always got his royalty for the crown for the top. It's midnight oo. Anybody who knows what oud smells like, they know this is a quiet, a quiet smell, quiet smell. But this has it definitely has a royal smell. It has the uh, high notes of saffron, um, sandalwood, truly. So it's got a, it's got a very complex, uh, very strong smell. It lasts. This this right here will last on your clothes and your skin minimum eight to ten hours. This lasts. A long time. This is from this is from the house of uh, Zafran Al Zaran. It's called Midnight Old. And the song I will play with this right here because of the presence is by music, music Soul Child. It's called Beautiful. And that, you know, this on and, and that, it just kind of gives you the perfect balance. I swear somewhere earlier <laughs> you might see. And um, I'm still smiling. <laughs> just that one spray is like and, and you you walk in a room, you will light up the room with this fragrance. You're gonna either you're gonna easily get wow, what are you wearing? Or what the hell is that? <laughs> so it's it's no gray areas with this. It's either they're gonna love it or they're gonna be like, what the hell? Who's wearing that? <laughs> so the, this is one of those fragrances that are definitely one of those those acquired tastes. This is midnight old. It's not that expensive, but it's a home run. So question, sir. What's up? Is that for going out on a lounge setting, or is that something a young man would wear to a party? This is actually, I would consider it more of an older gentleman to oh, wear. Older. older gentleman. Yeah, older, older gentleman to wear this fragrance here. Um, simply because where you go, your presence is gonna be noticed because of this. Your presence will definitely be noticed because of this. Like I said, this is one of those fragrances. If it bonds with you, it bonds with you, and people are gonna be like, mm, "You smell good." I've I had it on, and I've you know hugged somebody, and then they, they you do one of these clamps where they hold you and take a little take a little extra whiff for you. And I mean, it's, this is one of those fragrances. There, this is something that uh definitely uh have you getting those notice noticeable whiffs. And like I said, is either they're gonna love it or they're gonna be like, "What the who's wearing who who the hell got that on?" You know, that could be a good one. Who, well, who in the hell got that on? Or it could be, who in the hell got that on? So it depends on it depends on the sniffer, so to speak, whoever's smelling it. But it definitely brings 
uh, presence and a lot of body. That's a lot of body. So this is something you could spray like maybe two or three times. And that's it. You're not going to need more than two, three sprays with this right here. It's that strong. All right. So if you're a cub looking for a cougar, put yeah. that on and go to all the old ladies. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. remember, remember this. Remember, remember, remember on the show for those who remember the show, Martin and the club Nipsey's. This is something I can see somebody going to Nipsey's with. Mm. It's trying to pull, pull, pull bag somebody out of Nipsey's. All right. So all y'all looking for older women who like chicken wings. That's right. Every now and then. Midnight Ood. Midnight Ood. Is Ood U U D? Well, how do you spell Ood? O U D. Oh, so, Midnight Ood. Yep, O U D. Midnight Ood. O U down? No. <laughs> All right. So to go to our next, our next thing, we have Bra Brother Nas the Romantic, who talks wasted Ooh. potential. Can you give us some um some wasted potential? Introduce what your segment is about and the song that you have for us this week. All right. Uh it's your man Nas Romantic. My segment is Wasted Potential. That is the song on an album, which in my opinion should have been on the radio. But for whatever reason, whether it be the artist or whether it be the company itself, never made it to the radio. Maybe they ain't believe in it, but I like the song, man, and it's wasted potential because they could have made some money off it. That could have been the next hit single. That could have been the shoot. That could have been the next, the next single you hear twenty years from now. You know what I'm saying? It mm. could have been that 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 out that outstanding song that stood the test of time, but because they didn't believe it, believe in it, it never got on the radio. Mm. So today, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Uh oh, you know this song, but you haven't heard this song, right? The song I'm going with uh, because the subject matter is optimistic, right? Yeah, now, you heard optimistic before. Everybody heard this one already before by the sounds of blackness. This cover was done by August Green with lead vocals by Brandy. Y'all know who August Green is, right? August Green, all right, that's common, that's common. With the producers Robert Glasper and Kareem Riggins, right? Um, it's an the song, right? Either either version that you hear, and Brandy did a damn thing on the song. It's um, it's an uplifting song, man. Um, it says you, it's 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 in it's in the lyrics itself. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Whatever you're going through, man, just keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. All the stuff we're going through right now with the with the racism, the 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 black on black violence, the police on black violence. If you keep pushing, if you keep your head to the sky, we're going to get through it. All right, that's my song for the day, man. Brandy, as usual, they, that's why they call you the vocal bible, man. You did your damn thing. Or I don't know why this hasn't been on the radio, but check it out. It's on YouTube. I bought the song. We don't stream, we buy. Buy the song. I guarantee you won't like it. That's what I do on Waste of Potential. I introduce you to your next favorite song. Facts. I like that catch line. We, I introduce you to your next new favorite song. Keep that. And ladies and gentlemen, even if we're fighting through racism, 
we got to fight through these overpriced groceries because $20 should get you more than two apples and a grape. <laughs> you know what I'm that shit is crazy. You're looking at the machine like, why? <laughs> <laughs> now, we have another person on the show. Her name is Nika Ladine, but unfortunately, she's not here. And she does a top five segment where we go into her top five songs about you know the topic and what she sees and da um, we like to give a blessing to Nika and her mom and her, the rest of her family. May the most high bless you all. And we hope to see y'all all soon. So, gentlemen, to um, fulfill the obligation of our sister, mm. do y'all have five songs that come to mind inspired by Jim Brown or and his Jim Brown, his legacy to stand strong for morality in the community? Are there like five songs you can name that have inspired you make you see, seek the betterment of things through inspiration through music? Hey, why don't you go first, please? Um, well, to cheat, Optimistic by the uh, Black Sound, Sounds of Black Voices is oh, uh, Sounds of Blackness. So, sounds of Blackness, my bad. Excuse me. Um, that's an uplifting song, a positive song uh, that, that I definitely is a reflection of a person like Jim Brown, who, who Jim Brown was. Um, another song is um, James Brown, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Um, you know, that was a theme during um, the era that it came out in. And that song was used during a lot of demonstrations and protests uh, against racism. And that's one of the songs that I definitely, when I hear, I think of people like Jim Brown. I think of people um, that stood up against uh, opposing forces that didn't want to see equality, that wanted us to stay um, in the old ways, that didn't want to see progression to where we are today. Um, another song, my top five, another song would be um, uh, 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 oh God, uh, that's the sound of the man working on the railroad. I can't, I can't remember the, the artist's name. It's an old song. And it, it's, it's a it's a Sam old, Cook. huh? Sam Cook. Sam Cook. There we go. That that song right there is one of those songs when you listen to the lyrics. It's it's about a tough man. It's about a man working hard, and a part of the hook is hmm, ha, hmm. like that's like that tough man. You know what I mean? And who better to embody a role of a tough person on an exterior, but also having a heart than Jim Brown? So that's for my third third track. Um, fourth track that I would have. That was no, I said my fourth. This is gonna be my fourth track. This number four, number four, number four, four. Just not fifth. Number four, 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 four. Not fifth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my next track would be um, just off the top of my mind. Will be um uh um long was a long time coming oh man change uh, gonna come Sam change cook. gonna cook Sam cook again yeah change gonna come because you know uh, a lot of things was done to see changes you know um a prime example is you know Karev you keep reiterating, reiterating reiterating the fact that he did something that was so taboo on film that it had a major reaction amongst the, the masses during that time 
um, where now you can see a, a, a person of color with a, a person of non-color in a relationship on commercials, where at a time you couldn't even see them on the same screen, you know, um, and def being so defiant. And when I when I hear that song, um, it reminds me of the struggle that people really went through. Our, our forefathers who went through all types of struggles, even up until early 80s, still today. You know, I can't even say a certain time frame because we still are dealing with the uphill battle of racism um, in all areas of the world. It's just the, the prevalent thing. And a lot of people want to say, oh, well, you know, you guys have these rights now. You have that right now. But that that's generally people who want to shy away from that topic. And like, oh, well, look how much you come from. Like, oh, look what you got now. Yeah, but are we really equal? That's the real question. And a lot of people don't want to, you know, really face. They want to say, oh, well, you, oh you, could, you could do this now. You could do that now. Yes, we have some freedoms, but are we ultimately free? Is it really equal? And since you guys say that was the fifth, I, I'll, I'll stop. Because you, you hit me with the fifth line, and I that's fine. So I stop. Fifth. Yeah, I was gonna go six, but I'll leave it alone. Thank you. Now it's romantic. How about yourself? Is there five Ooh. songs that you would like to highlight for um the top five for the week? Oh, let me see. I'm gonna start off with Black Men United. You will know. It's mm, another. Oh, that's a real good song. Dope song. Dope song. Um, it's like I said, the struggle is the struggle, man. The lyrics say your dreams ain't easy, but stand by your plan. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, the growth from boys to men. You gotta act like a man. You know. Woo! That's all. Right. No true words have been spoken. Um, my second one would be um, Ghetto Children by Kalise. Mm. Khalees featuring Mark Dorsey. Um, she says in the song, you don't know. It's basically about us setting an example for our children. You know what I'm saying? She says, um, you don't know who you may be to some to someone in society. You know, so in that that song it states like Whatever you do, just be mindful. Our young ones are looking at us. So if they see us, if they see us standing tall, if they see us standing with dignity, if they see us not letting anybody else take that dignity from us, then they'll grow up and do the same thing. Not sure. Right? Um, of course, optimistic. He's <laughs> 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 like, damn it, I'm going to use that even though that's my potential as well. Keep your head to the sky. You could win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Which one? This is number four, right? Fabulous. Jaheen. Of course, man. Like that one, he tells the story of what we go through. Basically, everyday life, where we live at. Where we live at. But Listen, we still fabulous, man. No matter what we go through, man, we still we still here. We still got it, man. We the trendsetters. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, don't hate on us because we fabulous. Last song, number five, is by Molly Music, Beautiful. Dope song. Dope song. 
He says it's a blessing to see people. Ah, what's the word? I just like forgot the word that quick. But he says it's a blessing to see people holding your head high. You know, basically, and no matter what you're going through, like we are beautiful people. You know, and that's my song. That's my five songs for y'all, man. Hey, if you don't mind, I had I had another song I really wanted to, wanted to say um, that mm-hmm. also re- reflected um, Jim Brown, and is something that. You know, when I hear it, it makes me think of, you know, the whole era of fighting against or protesting against the inequality for people of color. Um, the song is Keep Your Head to the Sky by, um, uh, what's the band name? Um, nah, oh God. Uh, shoot. I keep thinking about all the, all the songs that they came up with. Uh, do you remember? Um, mm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Thank you. As soon as you leaned up, I knew I was going to say it. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, that, that, that song right there is a very, very, very good representation of uh, Jim Brown. That's dope. Salute to the gentlemen for their songs. Let me give you one more, man. <laughs> I gotta I'll go. With it. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes wake up everybody. Oh, okay, okay. That's a call to action. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's a call to action song right there. Wake up everybody. Wake up. No more sleeping in bed, man. You know, we got to teach the children. We got to take care of our old folks. You know what I'm saying? You lying preachers, stop preaching. Practice what you preach. Politicians. Stop lying, mm. drug dealer. Stop selling the dope. Mm. You know what I mean? That's a that's a call to action right there. If you want to affect the change, we got to wake up and stop doing the negative things that are hurting our people. That's right. Power to the people, brother. Y'all ready? Y'all, y'all done with y'all top six? Yeah. <laughs> y'all good? Really five? But go ahead. Ain't an arm. That was dope. No, I appreciate y'all for that. Um, I have some songs too. My number one song, not putting them in order, but my first song would be Save the Children by Marvin Gaye. Mm. Uh, that song was a poem that he turned into an actual song. And he actually does the poem and then sings the song. Like I said, who really cares for is the world worth saving? I want to know who's going to save the children? Who's going to save our babies? There's a lot of mm. other words in there. I don't know the whole song, but I urge you to listen to it. Because if you think about it, if you don't do it for your children, who the hell are you really doing this whole thing for? Preach. You know what I'm saying? Or Salute. So, I mean, keeping it real, that's one of my favorite songs, period. Marvin Gaye, one of my, one of my favorite albums, The Ecology. You know what I'm saying? Um, Save the Children. Classic. Another song that makes me think of the struggle and how we have more to go is um, Strange Fruit with Billie Holiday. Mm. That song is exactly what the movement is all about. Especially with lynchings. And modern day lynchings today are on, done on camera. Mm. It's uh, the modern day lynchings that we see on camera. Police brutality and everything. This is why these men gave up their careers in entertainment to fight. Harry Balafonte, R.I.P. and Jim Brown, R.I.P. You know? Um... The third song that I have 
because everybody wants me to go R&B for the whole show. I ain't doing it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have a hip-hop song for you as well. It's called The Colored Section by Chief Bally off of his Colored Section album, which is mm. available on SoundCloud. Chief Bally, I always tell him, Color Sex is one of the dopest joints for me. Like, I love that album. And when we have MCs who actually take it upon themselves to talk about things going on in society, as tragic as it is, it'll mess with you. You know, and um, hip-hop is birthed out of the R&B movement, so either you like it or not, I gave it to you. Deal with it. So, the Color Section is a song that really means a lot to me. Number four, Young, Gifted, and Black by, um, wait a minute, Nina Simone. Young, Gifted, and Black is one of my favorite um, songs that uh, really means something to the coach and to our people, to the point where Big Daddy Kane made it over, Young, Gifted, and Black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Pivotal song. You know, um, since y'all used all the other songs that I wanted to choose, thank you very much. But one song y'all did not use was Fight the Power by the Isley Brothers. And that's okay. another great song that had even set the standard for Fight the Power for Public Enemy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the um, Do the Right Thing movie. So those are my five songs. I'm going to keep it as five five because I'm sure they have one more song they want to do. Or maybe not. <laughs> so, so, nah, all, all BS aside, I want to give special shout out to Jim Brown for inspiring us to make movements to celebrate our community because without Jim Brown there would not have been shows like Rock mm-hmm. right think about that one of the greatest television shows ever, ever. yeah you know I salute to um salute to Baltimore Maryland which the show was they um which the show was um what it represented the Baltimore um, area and how Jim stood up against drugs and violence, Rock did the same thing. We, we, we clipped and piled on great classic episodes where he was the gangster in the um, right. so, and Rock stood up to him for the betterment of the community, and that's what Jim Brown did. You know what I mean? Right. Also, before we get out of here, we also have to hit y'all with the song of the week. So do you gentlemen have any in particular song you want people to notice and take notice of? <sighs> I was gonna use royalty by stuff, but I use that on another show. But it fits. Matter of fact, um, get get oh, back right. to me. Let's go to eight. Yeah. Um, the song I have for the song of the week is a classic song. Um, many people do know the song. Um, it's by a native, a Philly native. His name is Gold. He goes by Music Soul Child. The song is actually called Love. I, I chose that song because with the state of things going on in the world right now, we need more love in the world, man. We need a lot more love in the world. It's just a lot of uh, horrible things you see on the news daily, and it's, it's an effect of the lack of love, man. We definitely need love. <laughs> and and that's what we need. So um that's the song of the week that I chose this week. All right. Well, I'm gonna go hip hop on this one. And like I mentioned before, um Hold On by Brand Nubian. Hold on by Brand Nubian, man. 
Um, it's an appropriate song, man, because uh, like I said, it talks about the, the state, the state of our communities and what we need to do to affect change in the song. So, yo, shout out to Brand Nubian for that one, man. Hold on. All right. I don't actually have a song per chance because I forgot the title of my song, but it was a song done by Chops the Savior and Left Two Guns. Uh, that was it came to mind, but I lost the title. So I will put another artist for you to check out. Check out Musa Major, M U S A M A J O R. He has an album called From Prisoner to President. Uh. He has songs about the um about the community, and he has a freestyle he once did called "Sister, I'm Sorry." As a man apologizing to the women, so we can heal the community and have love bring us back as a unified force against all hate. So those are the people that come to mind. So check out Musa Major, check out Chops to Save You, Left Two Guns. I had a playlist on Heritage Hip Hop, uh, dedicated to the movement and um. Eric Garner, George Floyd, and everything. There's a Mike Council um, playlist. I may put it back out there for anybody who's interested. Hit the comments. Let me know directly at Heritage Hip Hop if you would like that playlist. I will send it to you. I may put it back up on HeritageHipHop.com. Uh, we could go from there. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, it was a pleasure serving you this great topic and this great conversation on a and R&B, which is R&B Talk with a Hip Hop. So we ask that you please subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com so you do not miss any of this great content and great conversations. Because while other people out there talking about gold diggers and pranks and who got a nice butt, who bought a butt and who's, a tr who, who's transforming or who's not, we talk about the things that matter in our community. And we are one of the few shows that actually did a whole R&B show about Jim Brown. This is the best conversation that you're going to have. R&B Talk with a Hip Hop Soul. And Heritage Hip Hop is the place where you can catch everything. So you can subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com. Also subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, uh, App, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Where there's Heritage Hip Hop, there's a and and R&B. You can follow a and and R&B on IG. A-N-N-O-N-R-N-B. All right? We are there for you. Our handles are on our name right on the screen, so you can follow us individually as well. Before we get out of here, are there any last words, Big A? Peace and show, my right. people. Nas, please take us out. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, late great Jim Brown. Rest well, man. We will still be here fighting a good fight, man. And until then, as always, we'll be thinking of you. We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of A&N R&B Podcast, which is brought to you by Heritage Hip Hop and HeritageHipHop.com. We ask that you please subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com to not miss any of this great content. And also... Subscribe to ANN on RB on YouTube and follow them on Instagram, ANNONRNB. Without further ado, we'd like to thank you for listening. May the Most High bless you. And remember, real conversation brings real thoughts. This is an RB conversation with a hip hop soul for the embedment of our community and not only our collective ears. May the Most High bless you all. Peace.
and we out. Rest in peace, Mr. Jim Brown.